It's time. Okay. Right. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really amazing and fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific, as always. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I usually do this every single week. And before I forget, this episode is brought to you by Phone Sites. With Phone Sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. Try it free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Lately, I've been thinking about confidence. This started a few days ago when I shared a quote by a friend of mine that simply states, confidence is the quality that creates attraction in all aspects of our lives. Think about how true that is for a moment. Would we follow a leader who doesn't inspire confidence? Would we want to associate with someone who doesn't show confidence in themselves or others? Of course not. Having confidence in your skills and talents is the starting place to begin taking action. And as we all know, action is the thing that is needed to achieve anything. That being said, there are times when all of us lack confidence in some area of our lives. If that thing you are struggling with is important enough, then give it a shot and see what happens. Anything worth doing may not go well as first, but that could end up being something where you experience your greatest triumph. Do it today. You will be so glad you did. And before I forget, if you've not picked up my latest book, it's called Success Profiles, Conversations with High Achievers, Volume 2. It features some of the best interviews from my show, including interviews and conversations with Kevin Harrington, Dan Locke, Brad Sugars, Chris Powell, and so many more. It's on Amazon. The Kindle version is 99 cents. Can't even shake a stick at that. Pick that up today if you would. That would be awesome. I'd appreciate it. My very special guest this week is Tyson James Lee. He's been on the show a couple times before. Let me tell you about him. Tyson's a powerful coach helping his clients to upgrade all areas of their lives from physical and emotional health to financial gain and abundance. He started as strictly a health coach, but soon realized creating sustainable results in any area of life takes deeper, deeper work than just diet and nutrition. He became obsessed with his own growth and transformation, investing nearly $200,000 on his own coaches to learn and integrate all that embodies personal transformation. His skill set runs deep in multiple areas of life, from helping his clients to overcome emotional trauma, raise their emotional intelligence, all the way to mindset, belief systems, and healing autoimmune disease through nutrition. Tyson has overcome a wide variety of adversity, including a life-threatening blood infection and going from sleeping on the beach to generating a quarter of a million dollars in his first year as a coach. We have so much to talk about today. With that in mind, here we are with my very special guest, Tyson James Lee. Tyson, how are you? Welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing absolutely wonderful. Wonderful. I'm glad that you're here. The question I ask with everybody to start with is, did you envision early in life that you would be where you are now? Yeah, so um, not in the exact position, um, but I've always uh, been a dreamer and have always set the expectations high. And when I was younger and I was a little kid, I didn't know exactly what it would look like, but I knew that I was destined for great things. Um, and 
I didn't um, ever imagine to be impacting the lives of other people at the level um, that I am doing. And I didn't realize um, that I would have this level of fulfillment and joy in my life. That's awesome. You started as a health coach. How did you get started in that? Yeah. So um, I, like most people, well, I was raised by a nutritionist. Um, my mother was a nutritionist. And so I kind of got that programming early on. Uh, she was definitely ahead of her time. And then um, I got my certification to um, be a personal trainer and worked in the gym for a little bit, um, ended up building a training studio um, in the garage of my the house I was in in Washington and started training clients. Um, soon after I realized that um, the results were not as sustainable or as, as big as I knew that they could be. So I committed to researching and studying everything that I possibly could about diet, nutrition, exercise, hormone profiles, you name it, I learned it. And I started to develop and create my own systems and programs around health and wellness, uh, launching a company called TyFit centered around an eight-week course on human performance. That's great. So how did you decide to break away from the gym and do your own thing? Well, I knew that I loved what I did, and I knew that I loved helping people with health um, and nutrition and, you know, helping people in general. Um, but the money a personal tra trainer makes is nowhere in alignment with what I knew I was worth and what I wanted to create. So I had to figure out how to have my cake and eat it too, so to speak, and figure out how to do what I love, but also generate an income that supports me, um, my way of life and what I enjoy doing. So I met a woman named Marcy Locke, um, and I ran the back end of her business. She's a millionaire coach. And I also, we ended up getting in a relationship and she taught me everything there was to know about coaching, group coaching. And then I launched TyFit. That's absolutely fantastic. So, Tell us about your rock bottom moment. I did allude to uh, a rock bottom type of moment in, in your bio. Tell us about that. Which one? <laughs> How did you end up sleeping on a beach? Okay. So I guess rock bottom. Um, in my early 20s, um, I was pretty addicted um, to substances. I had gotten in um, an accident and had started taking um, prescription opiates, and that ended up um, really, really tearing my life down. Um, I went to um, – actually, I got in trouble, and I went to prison um, about 10 years ago, and that's when it all started to change for me. That's when I got into personal development. That's when I w committed to changing my life and got out, um, went through, um, got in the best shape world, got in great shape, then ended up having a rare blood infection called strep A that eats your lean body mass. And, um, I was in the hospital for six months. I lost my ability to walk and I got multiple doctor's opinions that all told me, um, that I'd most likely walk with a cane for the rest of my life. I refused to believe that got out of the hospital and rehab myself, developing a lot of the programs that I teach today and figuring out how to do this. Six months later, I was in the best shape of my life, and I ran a half marathon while I was legally disabled, still wow. receiving money from Washington State. Um, after that, um, I ended up breaking my back. Um, I was competitive for it with CrossFit, and now I'm sidelined again, got back on prescription opiates again, and 
um, really couldn't do any physical activity. Um, ended up developing more programs um, around sh- um, sh- strengthening your spinal structure. Um, figured out how to do that and came back better than ever. Um, I was living with my father um, in uh, 2014 in Washington State, and I was miserable. I was not happy, um, and I was part of an MLM company, and I was generating about five or six hundred dollars a week. So I was doing all right with that. And I just knew that I was destined for something greater. So I made the big leap and I ended up going from Washington State to Southern California um, with $600 in a backpack. I didn't know anybody out there. So I was sleeping on the beach. Then I got a job training in a gym. The gym owner was really cool and actually let me sleep in the office for about a month. And um, started to build my income up, do that. And it was 16 months after that. Um, that I launched HiFit and ended up generating a quarter of a million dollars organically. So been lots of low moments, but that was, you know, I would say the sleeping on the beach was not my low moment. I would say the low moment was um, probably the second time I broke my back. I was kind of like, what next? Like, is, mm-hmm. is this even worth it? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. So let's talk about fitness for a, a short while here. How do you raise your energy? Because a lot of people uh, tend to be lethargic. They tend to be sedentary. They sit at their desk. They don't eat right. How, how do you raise your energy? Cool. So um, a lot of other health professionals and me often joke um, that real food isn't even real food anymore. Our food supply has been incredibly tainted, and we have um, – all kinds of GMOs and pesticides, so it's incredibly important to eat organic. Um, glyphosate in itself will severely impact your energy. I have this epiphany. Um, I went six months and one week without any processed food, any alcohol, anything of that kind. And about three months into that process, I felt so good. I literally had massive energy throughout the entire day. And I kind of got this epiphany that, wow everybody's just sick. Like this is, uh, this is how we can feel. And I became very passionate about the human performance. So that would um, help cleaning up your diet is everything when it comes to your health and your energy levels. Also, um, exercising first thing in the morning. Some people convince themselves, I don't want to exercise first thing in the morning because I'll be tired. And while that may be true for a week, a week and a half, once your body adapts, it will actually improve um, your energy levels. So 20 minutes first thing in the morning, um, it's a non-negotiable. It's something I do all the time. And doing that improves your circadian rhythm and your sleep cycles. So also getting, you know, very, very good seven to eight hours of sleep consistently going to bed and waking up at similar times, having a routine and a structure and a schedule will severely increase your energy levels. I love that. We've got about a minute and a half to our first break. Let me ask, what is your big why? Why do you do what you do? I do what I do because I've been there before. And I, at one point I didn't like myself. Um, and I was very unhappy in life and I remember how badly I wanted something different. And I know that especially in 2020 with COVID, um, there's a lot of people that are in that same position. Uh, they don't know where to turn. They're frustrated. Um, they don't feel like they have hope. And once I was able to transform my life, I became very passionate about bringing that same thing to the world. So really it's about 
raising consciousness and improving the lives of others. So at the end of the day, my why is I'm committed to raising and expanding consciousness and not only myself, but also those I work with. That is absolutely fantastic. We are coming up against our first break. My very special guest this week is Tyson James Lee. We're going to talk about health and fitness. We're going to talk about learning to love yourself. We're going to talk about self-acceptance and how that's the key to everything. We're going to talk about gratitude. We're going to talk about how his business has adjusted during the pandemic and what it really means to love yourself and the willingness to do so. A lot of us self-sabotage. A lot of us don't love ourselves, and a lot of us suffer unnecessarily. We're going to talk about how to fix that when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. It's words you've never heard. Christmas traditions vary around the world. Citizens of Finland visit the sauna on Christmas Eve and listen to the national piece of Christmas radio broadcast. Norway is the birthplace of the Yule log cake. And in Greece, many people believe in goblins that cause mischief during the 12 days of Christmas. Captain John Smith drank the first eggnog in his 1607 Jamestown settlement. Nog comes from the word grog, which refers to any drink made with rum. Since Christmas arrives in Australia in the middle of summer, jingbangs or crowds of Aussies celebrate at the beach with beer and Skittles. This is the time each year where we have to climb up to the sky parlor or attic to fetch our Christmas lights. What's the word for decorating till we're about to collapse? Flip-floppers. It's marching day. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tyson James Lee. And we are going to talk about loving yourself and accepting yourself and being who you are meant to be in the world. Tyson, I do want to ask, first of all, what do you think it takes to be a successful entrepreneur? Because you clearly are. Yeah, um, it takes dedication. Uh, it takes a belief and a knowing that you can. Um, and it takes a, a great ability to overcome adversity. Um, most successful entrepreneurs have become experts in overcoming adversity. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true because I've interviewed some people who have just gone through the ringer. You know, they've been broke. They've been homeless. They've gotten divorced. They've lost their businesses. They've been sued. And yet they found a way 
to come through the fire, and, and you've done that too. We talked about some of those examples in the last segment. How has your business adjusted during this pandemic? You know, it's actually um, doing better than ever. Um, I'm launching new groups and courses on self-love and learning to love yourself. Um, right now, because so many are struggling, um, is the perfect time to hire a coach. And also so many people have so much more downtime. And so my business has actually increased and the demand for what I do um, is greater than ever. I totally understand that. I've talked with people whose businesses have increased during the time because people are consuming more. They should be creating more. That's a clue. They're taking more time to assess what's really important to them. Their health certainly being chief among them. You mentioned having a coach, and I love that because a lot of the most successful people I talk to talk about having a coach. Being a coach means having a coach too. So talk to us about how having coaches has impacted your career. Yeah, so um... – there's a great line that I said, nobody needs a coach, but you have to want a coach. And for those who want a coach, um, that is a mindset in and of itself. Um, it, we can sit there and try to figure it out all our, on our own, or we can go find people that have already figured it out that are creating real results in their own lives and with their clients, and we can learn for them. So it's twofold for me because I am a coach. So somebody who wouldn't would get the coaching and it would impact their life and it would benefit their life. For me, it does that as well. And then I also get to take the best of the information and the best of the things that I've learned and bring that to my clients. Let's talk about loving yourself. That's a huge part of what you do now. Tell us what that means to you. Okay. So I'll give you a, a, a metaphor. So let's say that just for whatever reason, you have a hundred children. Each one of these children actually represents a part of yourself. We have Tyson, you know, the, the coach. There's Tyson, the hypocrite. Tyson, the narcissist, right? And we have all these different versions. And most people won't admit their flaws or their dark parts. So 50 of the kids, we uh, 50 of the kids um, live up in the house, and we show them off to our friends and family, and we're like, these kids are amazing. We love them. Um, you know, we are always complimenting them, um, always showing them off. Well, the other 50 kids we want nothing to do with, and we lock them in the basement. And anytime they try to come up into the house, we say, get back down in the basement. And what happens is these kids go unloved, and they turn into degenerates, to criminals, Um you know, um, all kinds of different things, thieves, and they become a detriment to society. And what actually happens is when we open up the basement and we let those kids come out and we show them love and acceptance, that love transform transforms those dark parts into more supportive parts of ourselves. So really knowing self and accepting self for all that is good, bad, ugly, indifferent, right or wrong um, is critical. And so you have a lot of coaches out there that say, oh, like especially health coaches, oh, well, if you love yourself, you'll lose 30 pounds. If you love yourself, you'll quit sabotaging. If you love yourself, you'll do this, that, and whatever. And that's not actually the way it works. That's counterproductive. When we love and accept ourselves for who we are and where we are at, that love transforms those areas into um, more healthy, successful parts of ourself. Does that make sense to you? That makes perfect sense. And there has to be a willingness to love yourself. There's a self-esteem issue attached to that. How difficult is it to be willing to treat yourself well? 
Well, as difficult as it is to be willing to do anything, it's a conscious choice. Um, and, you know, they say 90% is showing up or 99% is, is, is showing up. Um, a willingness to love yourself is simply a willingness to try. Like you don't have to start at any certain level. A small amount of willingness will be okay. So let's say um, you, you know, um, break up with a girl and you're, you're hurting and or she breaks up with you. Are you willing to love yourself for a failed relationship? No. Are you willing to love yourself for not loving yourself for a failed relationship? And we continue to go deeper and deeper until we find a willing yes. And there's actually a lot of energetic body sensations that come with truth and non-truth. And what happens is when all it takes, so when you look at shadow work, all it takes is this willingness. And here's the beautiful thing. When you become willing, when you open it up and you start to love, give love to an unloved part of yourself, you cannot reverse the process. Now, sure, the more conscious you commit, conscious um, action you take to commit to doing it, the more you remind yourself of it, you're going to um, heal those parts faster. But once you start, there is no reversing the process. Once you start, um, you know, giving that area love, it will start to transform into a part of yourself that you love at a much deeper level. And I would also think that the willingness to love yourself means at the very core that you need to forgive yourself for where you are. Does that make sense? It does. Um, and I like to look at forgiveness is acceptance. So yeah. a lot of people have this interesting idea about forgiveness. It, forgiveness is acceptance. So it's not you know, saying, oh, I forgive myself and I'm not going to do this again. No, I forgive myself and I accept that I did it. And I own that I did it and am willing to love myself for doing it. Every Everybody in life, and I always tell people, you're not broken. Anybody who lived the life you had, experienced what you've experienced, and perceived it the way that you have would be in the exact same position as you. We are a product of our experiences and how we perceive those experiences. Yeah, that's great. So what happens when we make self-love conditional because I mean, Jesus loved unconditionally. It's hard to meet that standard. We can't as humans, but we tend to self-love ourselves conditionally. We're willing to, to love ourselves here, but not here. What happens when we aren't unconditionally loving ourselves? I would imagine it's hard to lose weight. I would imagine that we're having hard times with finances. Talk about that. Yeah, that is not love in my opinion. Uh, in my opinion, love right. is unconditional. And so anything else is on conditions. And if we love ourselves on conditions, well, when those conditions aren't met, then the love is absent. There's a really great book that I feel very inspired to recommend by Paul Farini, and it's called Love Without Conditions. And it was a channeled work um, of Christ's message. This guy basically channeled Christ and wrote this book. It's only about 150 pages. The chapters are two or three. This is a staple in my life. It is something that I read every single day. So for anybody really wanting to grasp and understand um, what unconditional love or love without conditions is, um, that book is hands down the greatest book that I've ever read. And also, you know, people are free to reach out to me and pick my brain and, um, you know, that as well. Love Without Conditions by Paul Farini. Yep. Fantastic. So 
There is an intellectualization component to this and a feeling component to this. How can we love ourselves without intellectualizing all the time? Because we tend to get inside our own heads way too much. That is a great question. Okay. So I'm a pretty smart guy. I've been called smart most of my life. Our intellect is a tool. If you look at it, 90% of us is from the neck down and we tend to live in the top 10%. We're not utilizing all that is us. And so what I have become a master at is feeling and learning body sensations that are in alignment with authenticity and with withholding and really dialing this in to learn that. So we don't want to intellectualize it. What we want to do is we want to be with it and breathe with it. Emotion is energy in motion. A feeling is something that is lodged in the body and creates dysfunction. So most people are not taught how to properly express emotion. And if we're dealing with deep embedded guilt and shame, frustration, anger over a situation, we cannot intellectualize our way out of it. What we have to do is get present with the breath, scan the body, notice where it is in the body. And there's two ways to heal in the masculine and the feminine. But in the masculine is like death by a thousand cuts. It's shifting the perception. It would have be like something happening to you and you feeling unworthy for it. We would shift our perception and say, no, that's not actually the truth. I know that just because this didn't happen doesn't mean I'm worthy. I am worthy. After thousands of times of shifting this perception, we starve the energy of the guilt and shame out. Healing in the feminine is getting present with the breath, tapping into the body and expressing the emotion with sound and movement, matching the vibratory tone. You do not have to intellectualize it. If you feel it in the body, whether it's, eh, uh, mm, you know, whatever sound wants to come out from that feeling, you do that. And then you also move your body. Um, however you just natural free flowing, um, I had a client that was struggling with severe alcoholism and I actually had him do a two minute full out interpretive dance every time that he would feel the urge to drink. Like I'm talking Bruce Lee, karate kid, wherever Mm. you're at, you just full out and you completely exhaust yourself. And he was amazed. He was like, I do that and I no longer feel like drinking. I said, well, you're trying to drink because you're suppressing emotion. Now you're expressing emotion and the desire to drink goes away. That is so fascinating. We're coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Tyson James Lee. We're talking about being willing to love yourself and how difficult that can be. We talked about the willingness to love yourself being attached to forgiveness. We talked about, talk about willingness to forgive ourselves being attached to loving ourselves conditionally versus unconditionally. And a lot of great things can happen when we choose to love ourselves unconditionally. In the next segment, we're going to talk about the idea that we can't receive more love than we're willing to give. We'll talk about increasing our capacity to love ourselves. We'll talk about how loving yourself relates to the level of success that you have in business and so much more. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio.
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Have you ever thought about writing a book? Surveys show that 81% of people wish they could, but many never do. If you're one of those people, I can tell you why. You don't think you have time, you may not know how, or you might not believe you are a good enough writer. When you're working with an experienced coach, these reasons go away because I will help you every step of the way. If you want to know more about how to write a nonfiction book, whether it's business, self-help, or how-to, reach out to me at www.briankwright.com for more information. Once again, that's briankwright.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States with quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this weekend is Tyson James Lee, and we're talking about loving yourself, and we're talking about willing to forgive yourself. And next, I'd like to ask you about the idea of receiving love. We can't receive more love than we're willing to give, right? Yeah, and I would actually say it the opposite way. We're not able to uh, give more love than we're able to receive. And so really it starts with receiving, right? Because so many people have a deep desire to want to give love. Um, so many people are unaware of how to receive it. And when you study the quantum physics of this and everything, love is just a frequency and an energy. And so we must actually create an openness to be able to receive that love. And so most people have exactly, from a subconscious standpoint, have exactly what they believe that they're worth in life. Mm. So if you keep getting in, in and out of relationships, failed relationships, failed businesses, feast or famine mode in business, you actually believe that that's what you're worth. So there's something called a ULP, an upper limit problem. And it is the only problem that we must, we must solve to fix every other problem in life. And it is a thermostat setting, right, on how good we can tolerate life before sabotaging it. So a lot of people just bring, you know, things are going really well and they'll find things to worry about. They'll get a compliment and make it a backhanded compliment, not even knowing it. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, not too bad for an old guy, right, or, you know, whatever that looks like. And it's about the amount of joy and love that we can receive before it gets uncomfortable. Most people think they want a better life, but from the subconscious set point, that better life actually makes them uncomfortable because it's not new. It's at a frequency that they're not used to sitting in and vibrating with. And so um, 
you know, there's four areas of life, in, in my opinion, main areas, health, wealth, relationships, and spirituality. And if we were to cut this um, into four pieces and we would, let's just, so not 25, so it's not a percent, we put 20 in each box. Well, if all of a sudden our health goes from a 20 to a 30, where are those other points going to come from? It's going to come from our relationships. It's going to come from our finances. It's going to come from our spirituality. And one of those areas is going to be depleted. So what I actually help people do is increase their capacity. How we improve other areas is taking what so we have 80 points. I teach people how to have 120 points. So now they can increase areas of their life. And it really, it, it, the intellect, again, is not the way we figure this out. We must actually be with it and be present. A child learns more emotionally um, and mentally than any other genre of person. Well, a child is curious. A child is always asking why and wondering what color is that? Why is it that color? Why did they paint it that way? What, you know, and it's just curious, curious, curious. In that state, you grow so much. What happens is we get to be 18 to 20 years old and we think we have all the answers. We have it figured out. We know up from down and right from wrong and left from right. And that reinforces our patterns and our beliefs and our upper limit problem and that recreates the same experiences and repeats the trauma so it is as simple as getting present and getting curious and i teach people how to live life with wonderment and excitement and curiosity in this state that is how we overcome our upper limit problem because we have this idea that this is as good as life is going to make it. Oh, well, money is just hard to make. Well, if you believe that money is hard to make, it will be. And I'll give you an interesting example. I could not for the life of me break 20 grand a month in my business. And I did a launch and I made 40, I did, we did $42,000 in sales in one week. Do you know what happened after that, Brian? No, tell me what, what happened. I didn't make any money for seven weeks. So what is, so that would be 42,000 divided by, you know, um, two, two months. That's about 21,000. And it was interesting. Once I did that, I started to create behavior. I got lazy. Um, I started to sabotage. Um, I started going out with friends more. I wasn't as committed to work. And that was just naturally. It wasn't like I consciously said, yeah, I don't want to make any money. We just did really good this week. But it's just what happens. So awareness of self is so Key, being aware and brutally honest about where you're struggling and what's going on and why you're creating this behavior. Another example is people get into a different relationship with a different male or female, right? And why are it about six months their relationships start to fail? And it's this repeat experience. It is that repeat experience due to the upper limit problem and due to deep embedded beliefs. If we have the answers, we will continue to have the same results. When we live in the question, that is when we improve it. And a great quote that I love is, the quality of your life is defined by the quality of the questions that you ask. That is absolutely beautiful. I love that. So how does loving yourself relate to the level of success that you have in your business? Yeah, so it's about the same thing with, um, you know, the upper limit problem. Um, 
once we do love ourselves more, we open up to receive more, right? And so if you have these dark parts of yourself, if you have a drinking problem, if you are a hypocrite, if you are a liar at times, and by not loving these areas, you'll continue to get the results that you feel a liar or a hypocrite or a narcissist deserves to get. And so it really just comes like it's not a tangible or a theory. It's not a theory thing. It isn't like, oh, this is how it happens. It just magically manifests in our life when we love ourselves. So give you, I'm going to use a relationship example, but it could be the same way in business. Once I kept repeating the same relationship over and over again with different women, once I gave myself the love that I wanted to receive from another, she magically showed up and I was loving and accepting myself regardless. I actually went abstinent and was not in a relationship for two years to heal a lot of the trauma that I had around relationships. And then I got very clear and committed to what I am committed to and not. And by giving myself that love, I therefore um, was able to find that in a partner. That's absolutely fantastic. I, I love that story a lot. And when we love ourselves, we give ourselves permission to raise our prices and to treat people well in business too, right? Absolutely. So yes, your self-worth has a lot to do with what you're willing to do. And I'm sure people have heard this before, but you know, you, for a, a lot of times for a client to get great results, they have to be financially invested. They have to do something tangible that is resonant with their actual commitment to change. And so, yes, um, it is, I used to undercharge for my services all the time and it was directly related to, oh man, um, I'm not sure if I'm worth it. Like, and it just started to benefit the client more when I raised my prices. So yeah, loving yourself, but loving yourself again, Brian is unconditional when we put these conditions on it or these ideals that, oh yeah, love myself, I'll make more money. It doesn't, it's, are you willing to love yourself for being broke? Are you willing to accept yourself for being in that position? Once that acceptance is brought, then and only then will you start to receive more and random people will reach out to you and, you know, start to pay you what you're worth. And it's really an amazing process. That's fantastic. That That is so awesome. So I would imagine that the best way to create more money in your world is to increase your upper limits. We've been talking about your upper limits. How do you do that? So again, it is a state of wonder and curiosity, right? And it once we create that wonder and curiosity, we create new associations and beliefs around what is actually happening. And then we integrate that. And we learn to reprogram our brain um, to do that. So our brain and, you know, our wiring, our hardwiring, so to speak, doesn't change without the presence of BDNF. BDNF is brain-derived neurotrophic factor. All you guys need to know is it's basically miracle growth for the brain. Spending time in nature helps rework your neural networks and release BDNF. There are different modalities and medicines that will release BDNF. Exercise first thing in the morning releases BDNF. 
meditation releases BDNF. And so uh, to increase your upper limits, we must make new associations and beliefs around our current experience. Again, if we have the answers to why it's happening, we are not open to growth and open to creating that. So when an upper limit comes, or let's say things are, are going you know, on in your life and everything is great and you're doing amazing, you're in an amazing relationship, your finances are better. And then all of a sudden you get worry thoughts um, that come in and you're worried about next month's, you know, whatever it may be, you're worried about the interview you're going to do and you're being self-critical. We must catch ourselves in that moment. We must stop and we must wonder into what else could this mean? I wonder why I'm experiencing these worry thoughts. We do not intellectualize it. We continue to breathe and meditate on it. And soon enough, the answer will come in and we will receive that. Once we get that answer, it is our job to integrate and remind ourselves of the new belief system, of what we found in that wonderment and curiosity, right? So um, let's say... You go hit on a girl and she turns you down and you immediately take that as your lack of self-worth. Man, I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. Not anything. Two years goes by and you see the girl in a supermarket and she comes up and tells you, hey, like, I really want to apologize. A couple years ago, you asked me out and I've always had a huge crush on you. I was actually going through a really tough time in my life and I didn't think that I was worth your time and attention. So both people took it as their self-worth, but we take it on and think that we have the answers, and that is what it is. Nope, it must be because I'm not good enough. Well, then we come to find out, oh, that it could have been a lot of things. Maybe she's got a boyfriend. Maybe she's you know already in another relationship. Maybe she doesn't feel like she's worth me. Maybe you know she just isn't dating right now. It could mean a lot of things, but we immediately take a hit on our self-worth. And so by wondering into what else it could be, we'll create that new association and then acting and implementing on that new association and belief is critical that's great we are coming up against our final break i cannot believe how quickly this is going we're talking with tyson james lee and we're talking about loving yourself forgiving yourself treating yourself right increasing your own upper limits we'll talk in the next segment about how healing your past might also have something to do with making this happen and if you don't pass the test it's just going to keep reappearing over and over and over again we'll talk about being good to ourselves even when things are difficult, especially when things are difficult, being physically good to yourself, being emotionally good to yourself, and Tyson has retreats that he does with his clients every so often. We'll talk about all this when we come back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. We will be right back. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. If you are in business, what is the number one thing that stops revenue growth? Not having enough leads. Data is the new gold rush. With phone sites, that is never an issue. You can generate as many leads as you want without paying a lead broker. With phone sites, you can build a website or sales funnel from your mobile device in five minutes or less without any technical skills or without downloading an app. 
It's easy and you have nothing to lose. Try it for free for 14 days at phonesites.com forward slash Brian. Once again, that's phonesites.com forward slash Brian. hear about the parrot that can speak both English and Spanish? Nigel, an African gray parrot, spoke English with a British accent when he flew away from his home in Torrance, California. He had been missing for four years when someone turned him into a veterinarian's office. The vet scanned Nigel's microchip and was able to return him to his original owner. But much to their surprise, Nigel began cacinating in Spanish. Cacinating means to talk loudly. When the local paper ran a story about the parrot being found, the Guatemala Mullen family, who had adopted and kept Nigel for the last four years, were overjoyed that someone had rescued their feathered pet. Upon hearing this, Nigel's original owner, in an act of macarism, decided to give him back to his adopted family. Macarism means to take pleasure in another's joy. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tyson James Lee. And if you've not subscribed to Success Profiles Magazine, please go ahead and do that. Go to successprofilesmagazine.com. It's a digital monthly magazine uh, which features people who have been on the show. It features people who are contributing actively to the magazine. And Tyson, you've contributed to the magazine before. So successprofilesmagazine.com, you can have access to that. Anytime you want, just go ahead and subscribe. It's a dollar for a seven-day trial. Who can even shake a stick at that? So, Tyson, let me ask. Healing our past might have a lot to do with our ability to raise our upper limits also, right? Yep. Yes, sir. Absolutely. So is there anything specific that you might want to talk about that? Yeah. Um, okay. So again, we go back to the masculine and the feminine, the two ways to heal. The masculine is by shifting your perception and starving out the energy of the trauma. And healing in the feminine is done with sound and movement and body sensations. So I'll give you an example. Um, and it's just so much easier for me to give you an example of my own life. So I was dealing with some sciatica and right leg pain um, about four months ago. And I was thinking, hmm, what, what, what could this mean? And I'm like, this is a fear to move forward. But it was even deeper belief than that. So I actually sat in silence for six hours and wondered into this. And I'm like, I have always had so much success with myself and being a solopreneur. But anytime I have the responsibility or get involved with a group of people, I have this deep fear and I start to procrastinate and not move forward. And this was all off trauma. So I started to wonder into it and I'm like, I wonder when was the very first time I ever felt like this? What is the trauma? that is there. And all of a sudden it hit me like a light bulb. And I'm like, oh my goodness. When I was seven years old, I was the lead in a big children's theater play call. And I was Jack and Jack and the Beanstalk. And we had prepared and I had studied my lines and everything like that. And there was 300 people in the audience in the first night. 
And I got up on stage and I froze. I could not remember my lines. And I ended up running off the stage. They ended up giving everybody free tickets to the next show. And the show was canceled. The star couldn't remember his lines. And I remember running off and feeling like I don't ever, ever want to be in a position where others are counting on me. I don't ever, ever want to feel this way again. And the way that trauma works is it is embedded in your brain. And so any time that we have a fear or something is coming up like that trauma could possibly repeat, we have automatic defense mechanisms that prevent us from doing that. So the procrastination or not getting things done when it's a, when it, when a group of people are depending on me is me trying to prevent that experience from happening again. Another example is if you're four years old and you see somebody walking across a crosswalk and they get hit by a car and it's very traumatic to you. You live in the country for the next 30 years and you take a job in the city in your late 30s and you're walking to work one day and you see somebody walking across a crosswalk and for no apparent reason you start to get fear, anxiety, you're stressed out, you're sweating, you're panicking and you have no idea. This is your brain trying to prevent yourself from this. So we identify where the trauma comes from. And in the masculine, we shift perception. Well, is it true that because I forgot my lines when I was seven years old that I'm going to disappoint anybody that I have a responsibility to? Well, of course not. We know that as adults. But I took that on, and that's a deep-rooted belief. And so I allowed myself to feel without intellectualizing the fear and I did interpretive dance and sound and I wailed and I screamed and I cried and I removed that trauma and expressed the emotion out of my body. So I healed it both in the masculine and the feminine. Now, if that ever comes up and I'm, I've got responsibility to others and I see myself procrastinating or not doing things, I tap in with the body sensations. I breathe and I understand that that is just part of the process and, um, I catch myself and I, I breathe with it, feel the body sensations and again, express the emotion. And after doing that so many times, that trauma is gone and now we can move on about our lives. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And you know, what's interesting. If you don't pass the test, it keeps reappearing, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. Well, they, they, there's a great, there's a great quote, learn or repeat. Yes. Learn or repeat. Absolutely. So certainly being good to yourself is physical. It's also emotional. And uh, let's talk about being good to ourselves physically. We talked about eating right and exercising. That's hard for people to do sometimes, though, isn't it? Especially when their lives have been turned upside down. It is. Um, and that goes to deep-rooted belief, belief systems, too. Mm-hmm. Eating is usually about comfort. And so what could happen is, you know, maybe, you know, when you were six years old, um, you got bullied on the playground and that hurt you. And your mom picked you up from the playground and she said, it's okay, honey, let's go get you an ice cream from the dairy bar. And right, and that ice cream as a kid made you feel better. 
It, it did. And so now there's this deep-rooted subconscious belief that food will comfort you. And so most people are just trying to avoid emotions and to comfort themselves. And what what happens is if we don't identify this, it actually creates more of the problem. So let's say that you don't like yourself for being overweight and you are upset um, about something emotional or you're, you're having a tough time with your self-worth. So consciously what would help is getting a trainer, moving forward, taking better care of yourself. But what happens is we go for the tub of Ben and Jerry's in the, um, the freezer, eating that, feeling better for a moment, only to feel more guilty and shameful after the Ben and Jerry's have gone, only furthering the problem that we're trying to get away from. And most people are in these cycles and these patterns of sabotage, and it is deep. And so it takes work. Like, you know, the work, I mean, really in 90 days to six months, the results I'm seeing with my clients are absolutely phenomenal. But it just depends how old and how deep the trauma is. Um, I mean, a lot of the first work we do is just self-discovery. Um, on figuring out, you know, what these are. And so I hope that answers your question in some way. Yes, absolutely. So how do you live in your zone uh, zone of genius as often as possible? Mm, that is great. So, again, it comes down to energy and movement. It's for going from fight or flight to flow. So when we're in fight or flight, we go to flow through expressing emotions, through movement and sound. Um, when we are in our zone of genius, we stay in flow state often. We have a zone of genius, a zone of excellence, a zone of good, a zone of competence. And most people are in their zone of good or their zone of excellence. But when we are in our zone of genius, and to discover what it is is a pretty deep process that we wouldn't have time to cover here. But when we are in that zone of genius, time is non-existent it would be like you know einstein discovered that time was relative um doing something for eight hours that you love so much it feels like 30 minutes went by then you take the opposite of doing something that's outside of your genius um for 30 minutes and it feels like eight hours so that is a really important telltale sign of how is is time operating in your life when you're in your zone of genius it it's it's just amazing and time expands and stretches and you're able to get all that you need done um you know uh with that but you know my zone of genius is writing um creative content and when i'm writing I can literally just be there and writing and not even knowing a minute has passed and I look up and an hour and a half is gone and I'm seven pages in, um, you know, eight pages in. That is my genius. And what happens is when we operate in our zone of genius, we create more abundance in life because it was what we were put here to do. And things start to flow to us easy and effortlessly. Um, it's absolutely remarkable. So the process, um, I ask several questions. We go into childhood experiences um, and deep processes to figure it out because most people are biased when it comes to themselves. So they will want their zone of genius to be a specific thing, right? And because of that, they often cannot find it. Great. We've got about three minutes until the end. Tell us briefly about your coaching program. Cool. 
Um, so what I'm passionate about right now is a group that I just launched called Learning to Love Yourself. So I take one-on-one clients, um, you know, for any span of three to six months. Um, that's been great, you know, weekly calls, things like that. I am working at creating a initiation event for men um, with another guy uh, that I know, my coach, actually. And that is where we do a week-long retreat and we initiate men. Um, and it's full of all kinds of different experiences, different coaches that we bring in. Um, but for me personally, I have an eight-week course on learning to love yourself where we go into Zone of Genius, into learning to love yourself, into um, you know, better care into hitting singles, um, instead of home runs to create daily habits that actually compound, um, and create real results in life. So that's, yeah, basically what I got going. Um, I have recently hired a new person to develop, um, my website. And so it's under construction, but it is TysonJamesLee.com. And that'll be up here in about a week. Um, just my name.com. And you can find me on Facebook. Facebook is the, the social media platform that I hang on or hang around most um, and do a lot of content. If you guys have liked the interview today, um, I do all types of um, Facebook lives and content around um, typical things um, are, you know, that, that I teach. And I kind of just share what I, it is that I teach on social media to provide as much benefit and value to others as I possibly can. And, um, yeah. That's that's what I got going. Awesome. And very quickly, who inspires and motivates you? We got less than a minute to the end. Hmm. Albert Einstein and Bruce Lee. Oh, that's fantastic. I, I love that. So thank you once again, Tyson, for being here. It was fantastic. And TysonJamesLee.com, which will be up shortly, and we can find you on social media, correct? Yes, yes. Tyson on- James Lee on social media and TysonJamesLee.com. Thank you for a brilliant show, Tyson. This was fun. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day, buddy. Absolutely. And thanks to all of you for listening. This has been Success Profiles Radio. Join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern where I interview another world-class achiever, learn what they achieved, what they overcame, and the lessons we can learn along the way. Until next week, have a great one, everyone. And in the spirit of Bill and Ted, be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes. Take care. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Thank you for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. We'll have guests that will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. For more on Brian and the show, check out his website, briankwright.com. If you've ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living, then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Join us again next week for more Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright.